Blue Tiger Revenge, brought to you by Warning, you are now entering the Blue Tiger Den, the intellectual dark web of comic book podcasting. Revenge is upon you. Hit the music. As the snow and the ice melt and the days grow longer, the working man falls to its knees, broken in despair. But what's this out in the darkness? Two Oh, hold up. You died. You're muted. You're already in the forest of the Blue Tiger, and it's time for his revenge. That's right. The greatest comic book podcast you've ever listened to is starting another episode. I am comic book creator Ted Galusha, and with me is everybody's favorite Tom Selleck lookalike. Oh, wow. Look at him. As he strolls around, just a fancy man in some fancy pants, Hawaiian shirt, brazen. He is the heart and soul, the one you love, your favorite podcaster, and maybe the world, Brian Bales. How's it going, Big Bri? It's going good. You know, and I may not be everyone's favorite podcaster, but we both know that I'm Terry Dotson's uh, favorite <laughs> comic book podcaster out there so you know what i'll take that as a win you're gonna make him regret ever oh that's my mission in life (laughs) but you know what though there's no take backs uh not in this game of tag man we don't we don't you know there's no tag backs no take backs so uh when you say it it sticks for life uh it's going on my tombstone uh it's gonna say here lies the greatest person who ever lived, uh, the king of greatest person. Maybe the, how about the greatest podcast? Uh, you know, uh, semantics. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say husband, father, Terry Dotson's favorite podcaster. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, he, that's amazing. You know, and, and now, listen, let me ask you he said, me well, ask well, hold on, wait. hold on, hold on, hold on. Because he wow. did say that wow. we have the greatest comic book podcast, the best comic book podcast. So for all you other, comic book podcasters people who have podcasts out there that are listening to this um it's probably time to just hang it up you know um just retire it's just you know just retire you know i'm you know i'm we're the chicago bulls and you're the utah jazz you know uh we got rings and you didn't so it's time to just hang it up boys you know um it's game over it's game over thank everybody who tried yeah yeah you know Wow. Let me ask you this. What did you think of my little springtime intro? Well, it was great uh, until the Bluetooth malfunctioned for a couple of seconds, and it uh, kind of blanked out, 
and then it cut back in. Was that on the recording or was that on? I'm excited to find. I'm excited to find out when I when I do the edits. <laughs> awesome, great, fantastic. But well, you know what, though, from what I heard, from what I heard, you did great, bud. You did great. You know, <laughs> that's all I wanted to hear. I just want an A for effort. That's yeah, all. that's it. That's all you get. You get an A for effort. You know, if I would have heard the whole thing, it probably would have been an A for uh, everything else. But uh, we'll just have to judge off my ears. You know, that's all I can. That's all I can say. Well, well, okay. So finally, we're finally able to sit down and talk. Yeah, fresh, fresh, kind of fresh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, we did just spend Walmart fresh, Walmart fresh. Yeah, we spent some time together, uh, Rose at uh, Emerald City Comic Con. Uh, had a great time. But as per our usual uh, trips go, we never recorded. Not a single time. No. We're just too busy. We're, We're too busy. Too busy. You know, it's running around, dominating conventions, uh, like we <laughs> dominate the airwaves. I don't, I don't know if I'd say dominating, but sure. You know what? Let me have this. Okay. All right. I'll give it to you. Thank I'll you. give it to you. No, it was a good time. But before we break down, ECCC, yeah, 2023. There was a big deal for you. It was. It was a big deal. I mean, you made me watch sit through the goddamn trailer like I don't know. Oh, we're not talking about times. what Terry Dodson said. Oh, we're talking about okay, okay. Just checking. <laughs> I think that's been covered to death. Well, it's, it's never gonna be covered to death. Not from now until the rest of the time. But uh yeah, you are you are talking about the uh the new uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer that uh <laughs> The one that Seth Rogan yeah. is I think he wrote it too. I know his production company is uh is making it as well. So, uh, yeah, man, it's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. They dropped the teaser the Monday after uh, after Comic-Con, um, and the teaser was yeah. great, set to A Tribe Called Quest, which I perfect. thought was just perfect, fantastic. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, man, dude, that trailer looked great. They're copying – they're not copying, but they're – you could tell that they, are, like, are using – some of that into the spider verse as far as like animation style where it's a little choppy not everything is like super cgi computer smooth which i like i think that really is really really cool it's interesting that style set because like the chops you know are done purposely yeah but it's it does something i can't i'd be curious to actually talk to a real animator Mm -hmm. uh who who has some experience in that field and why they're doing it because it works really well in terms of like movement and propelling the like visual storytelling. Yeah. And I don't, I lack the, uh, the knowledge as to how and why, you know, from like a, like a visual mechanism standpoint, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it looks, I mean, just like into the spider verse, right? Like it was so stylized, but it works so perfect for this kind of has that same feel and it's, and and it's it works too with like the grittiness that is New York City, right? Right, right. And it brings the city to life. It does. And like some of the things that really stuck out to me uh, is the 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 cast, right? And so for like you know for the turtles, they're all teenagers. They're all actual teenagers who are who are uh, voice actors for the role, which is something that we've never necessarily had before ever it's always been you know grown men voicing really? these characters yeah oh yeah oh yeah there's always grown men and women pretending to be 
like teenagers or just, preteens? Just, just like Hollywood now, man. I mean, you know, go watch the newest season of The Outer yeah. Banks on Netflix, which is about teenagers, I'm good. I'm good. and uh, you know, they're all in their thirties. Um, yeah, but you know, having actual teenagers, like you, you hear it at first, and you're like, wait a second. Why do they sound so young? Oh yeah, that's what teenagers actually sound like, you know. And so it's it's pretty cool. I'm I'm actually really happy about that that they're that they're doing that. And then uh, I mean the rest of the voice actor voice actors, you know, I'm not really sure the the turtles actors. Nicholas Cantu is playing Leo. Shimon Brown Jr. as Mikey. Uh, Micah Abbey as Donatello, and then Brady Noon as Raph. I I don't know who any of these actors are. Um, but okay. they, they did great. They brought the characters to life from just that 90 second teaser that we saw that I thought was fantastic. But the rest of the voice cast is just on point. I'm going to, I'm going to go down the list. I, I, I pulled up the numbers, you know, as I do okay. here, uh, there's a lot of them. That's okay. We got time. We got the time. Right. And, and, you know, wow. would the tiger cubs expect anything less from me at this point on a new turtles movie? No. I, I'm surprised you're doing this with your shirt on because exactly. I just assume you're like see this guy is played by this guy and this guy is voiced by this guy and if people yeah. could actually see this I think that would have landed a little bit better but true if, if you're new to the show <laughs> Bry's, Bry's entire body is covered just my arm just my me. left arm let me have it okay Your okay okay, okay. Body, my entire body yeah 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 head to toe tattooed with Ninja Turtle yeah. characters yeah, so we've got all right. You ready for this voice cast? Superfly, which is I'm guessing a fly mutant from Baxter Stockman, voiced by Ice Cube. Okay. Seth Rogen is Bebop. Like Perfect. <laughs> John Cena is Rocksteady. Even better. Uh, yeah. Paul Rudd, Mondo Gecko. Uh, See that one? I that one. It's a little like, I get it. I guess. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how how he does. Yeah, it. Uh, Rose Byrne is Leatherhead, the croc, uh, the crocodile. Uh, post, I don't know who. I don't know. Who you know Rose who Rose? Bird you is. would know her if you saw a picture of her. Um, post okay. Malone is Ray Filet. Uh Hannibal Burris is Genghis okay. Frog. Uh, All right, I'm. That's perfect. Natasha like that. uh, Dimitrio is Wingnut. Maya Rudolph is Cynthia Utram, which in Utrams are the original like Krangs. That's where. Krang's inspiration came from. Yeah. Uh, and then the big bad baby, because Juan Carlo Esposito does not play good guys. Uh, he's playing Baxter right. Stockman, which it's interesting to me that we're not seeing, you know, because the Turtles Origins is so um, uh, focused on, you know, Splinter and his arch rivals, uh, Shredder and the Foot Clan, which we're not seeing any of that in this movie, at least at this point. I bet you there'll be a teaser for it. But I find that really interesting and kind of cool that they're doing some that they're that they're not doing that first because every single Turtles movie there's been a shredder basically you know and so yeah except for a couple I mean, the 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 Turtles in Time there isn't a shredder and but they reference that he's dead that they had two movies yeah, yeah and then the 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 CGI animated TMNT movie was kind of a sequel to those Turtles in Time movies. So, like, he's referenced, but he's not in it. So, so far, they haven't even referenced him, which I think is interesting, and I think it's cool. Um, and then, Well, I mean, at this point, everybody knows what the Turtles are, and everybody yeah, knows the like, origin it, story. Yeah, it's like the origin of Spider-Man, you know, or the origin of yeah. Batman. We know it, you know. Um, yeah. 
I mean, do we need another Batman movie where he's going against the Joker? We've already had how many of those? Right. Like, I'm good. Right, right. And then uh, I, I'm not familiar with this actress, but Ao Edabiri is playing April. Um, she sounded great okay. in the in the trailer too. And then the big one, the one that I knew you were in, as soon as I said the this name, because you know me with all these flicks. Like as great as they are, I'm always like cool. Maybe I'll see it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Jackie Chan as Master Splinter? In. In, right? Done. Right? In. Now, now, now. Th- oh, there's, there's a little issue. There is there is a small oh. issue that you got to take with it, you know, because Ninja, Ninjitsu, you know, Splinter comes from Japan. He's a, he's a rat in Japan right. whose master is Hamato Yoshi, right? And so it would make Yoshi. exactly. So it would make Oroko Saki. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So I just would... love saying the name. <laughs> <laughs> so it would. You when know... Splinter would say Oroko Saki yeah. in the movie, it would always would get me like, oh my god, it's so scary. It's so scary, right? Anyway, Which is also the uh, the puppet master and voice actor of Elmo is the guy who puppets and voices Splinter in the original movies. I don't know if you knew that. Are you? I did not. Yep. That, you just blew my mind. Yep. yep. But wow. uh, tickle me splinter. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but I guess, you know, if you if I could bring up one thing, I know that douchebags are going to be like, well, April's black. That's the one thing. No, shut the fuck up. You're a douchebag. If you think that um, Wait, you glazed over. What was the issue with Jackie Chan being splinter? He's not Japanese. Oh, uh, yeah, I could see how that's a problem. Yeah, I see that's a problem. Yeah. I guess the only the caveat would be is uh, it's an American film. True. So and it's so it's I mean, we're we're supposed to be a melting pot, right? So just saying. Yeah. I you know, I get it. I'm not like up in arms protesting about it. I'm just saying if I could find yeah. if you can find an issue with the casting, it's not that April's black because that that doesn't matter she's a new yorker you know I thought she's been black for a while Has uh she's she, been black she for was, like a, she was black like a decade in or the, something? uh rise rise of the tmnt show um okay and then there's always like the rumors that she, her that in her original drawing she was supposedly black or inspired um by uh kevin eastman's uh then wife whose name was april and i think she was half black um Okay, but people people will find something to bitch about when it's race related. And uh, hey, sure. hey, losers! Wow, if you're mad about that, why aren't you mad about Seth Rogen playing Bebop? Who Bebop in the uh, in the original cartoon, even his original before he was mutated, was a black man, and in the last live action movie was also played by a black man as well. But I don't see y'all getting mad about that. No, yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's very clear. I've made my thoughts uh, yeah. on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, dude, the fictional characters, like, right. The, the people that are going to get mad over April are going to be mad over the Little Mermaid. You oh, know they what are. I mean? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But it's like, go, go, just go away. Just. It's fun. It's fun stuff. Let us have fun, please. Exactly. But yeah, that's the the literally the only thing I could see of saying. Eh, if you want to talk about casting, we could talk about like yeah, you know Jackie Chan playing uh, Splinter, who is traditionally has always been Japanese, 
right? Like, um, yeah, that's true. But it's not make hey, or maybe, break for me. May, in maybe he teaches kung fu in this one. But then why is it Ninja Turtles karate. and not Kung Fu Turtles? I don't really know much about the actual history of ninjas. If I'm being also ninjutsu is different thing. I don't know. I don't know much about ninjas. Honestly, I know yeah. it, they originate from Japan, but weren't they used as like assassins, like Probably. all over the East? Probably, yeah, yeah. But I just know, you know, the because, Foot Clan is or originated out of Japan. Okay. So yeah. Okay. But you know, if they're not going that route, if they're not go, it doesn't seem like at least for this movie they're not going that direction. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I mean, to see I would how- imagine they probably didn't even they, that didn't that probably wasn't even something that was thought about. It was probably like, oh, who would be a charismatic person to play Splinter that is not only has great comedic timing, but also is like legit in terms of like cinematic martial arts. Yeah. Oh, Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. Yeah. He's, totally covers both those pretty darn. I good, love Jackie Chan. You know, I love Jackie Chan. Huge Jackie Chan Favorite. fan, man. He's awesome. Um, What's your favorite Jackie Chan movie? Oh, I just want to ask. Don't you dare say one of the crappy American movies. Like you think I'm going to? Oh, you think I'm going to say Rush Hour? Oh, don't, don't you do it. <laughs> that <laughs> was do that it. was. I'll I'll say this. That was my gateway to Jackie Chan. Rush Hour is my gateway to Jackie Chan. And God damn it. There's I, I do love. I'm not saying that's my favorite Jackie Chan. But I'm saying that's the gateway as a young boy. Okay. To get me into Jackie Chan's movie. I think it's got to be uh, probably a Bronx Tale. Oh, my God. I want to kill you right now. You mean Rumble in the Bronx? I know a girl who's related to me who's punching a cement wall right now. Oh, I now. don't care. She's not even listening. But she I just don't heard care. Exa- like, Rumble in the Bronx might be one of the greatest yeah. movies No, what was time. I thinking of? I, I wasn't thinking of a Bronx Tale or Rumble in the Bronx. I was thinking of uh, – um, I always get them confused. Uh What's, First strike? No, uh, police story. Nice police story. Oh, police story. Yeah, so goddamn. I get good. I get a Bronx Tale oh. or a Rumble in the Bronx and police story mixed up, and so my yeah, but it's police story. Yeah, police story, dude. That's a good pick. Okay. Yeah. All right, and that's like legit, like Hong Kong Jackie yeah, Chan. That exactly. was when they're like OSHA. Nah. What? Nah. No, man. This is China. This is China, bro. Like we don't care. OSHA is not a thing over there, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have to. I would oh, probably man. say that. And then, like, honestly, for for American Jackie Chan movies, or at least like Western Jackie Chan movies, The Foreigner. Okay. All right. Good. Good save. I thought you were gonna go. I thought you were gonna say Shanghai Noon. Like, God damn it! <laughs> Turn it off. We're done. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, it's it's got to be Police Story. Yeah, uh, Police Story is really fucking good. Uh, Super Cop. Oh, Super Cop is great. Really Michelle Yeoh is in that. Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. You know, um, there was one of the best fights. And a lot of probably even Jackie Chan heads hadn't even seen this one because this was a pretty old school Jackie Chan. But uh, Meals on Wheels, goofy movie, but he has this crazy fight at the end with um, what's his name? Was it Benny the Jet? I think that was his name. At the time, Mm -hmm. he was like the kickboxing champion of the world, like unstoppable. And they have one of the just most hardcore 
like one-on-one fights at the end of the movie. And yeah, yeah, it's Benny the Jet. I believe that's his name. I okay. can't, it's been a long time. It's fucking it's good. Max would like it. Max would dig Meals on Wheels. All right. It's there's a whole skateboarding sequence where that's how they deliver because they have a him and Jack Chan, him and his buddy have a van and they deliver food. And they deliver it by those little mini skateboards from oh, yeah, the 80s. Yeah. Oh man. The stuff they do. Awesome. Yeah. Uh man, Jackie Chan was the best. Yeah. Well, he still is the still best. is the best. So I mean All right. I'm, I'm excited for this TMNT movie, man. Everything that everything that they showed us, uh they, they didn't show us much. They yeah. mostly just showed the the turtles being teenagers, you know, making making YouTube videos and uh I have a theory. Yeah. That part that won't be in the actual movie. I think that was just made for the teaser. I hope so. I I, I want to nice go and know. Intro. I want to go and know nothing. I think that would be super fun. Yeah. I you know. And it was great too because the trailer opened up like is through the perspective of like they're because they're filming themselves with yeah. an iPhone. So it's like an Instagram live or something. You're watching. It's all shaky and stuff. I thought that was really cool. That was cool. My only my only qualm or my only issue I have with the design of the turtles is uh, I think. Dare it, you? I think it was Mikey. It was Leo or Mikey had braces, and I'm wondering how the fuck does a Ninja Turtle? Was, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was Mikey. It wasn't yeah, Leo. I know yeah, that. it was Mikey. How does yeah. he, how did he get braces, man? I need you to. Ex- I need I need them to explain that to me in the movie of how he gets braces. Splinter could have done them. Where does he get the equipment? Splinter's- they just got braces in the sewer. Dude, I guess it's New York. He's a dude. He's a rat, man. That's true. <laughs> He could have just—he's a—he's a five foot tall rat. He probably just broke into an orthodontia office. Yeah, yeah. Just stole the equipment. Like uh, I've seen these around. YouTube did figured out. That's fair. Boom. <laughs> that would there actually be a really funny scene. Let me see that in the movie, and then I'll be content. I just—you know—he need. I need to see how he got braces. That's all I need to know. Or here's another one. This is a bit more sinister, weird, and then darker. The turtles so badly want to assimilate into the human world. They've their entire like personas are modeled off of what they've seen, right? Yeah, yeah. Mikey wants to fit in so bad that he kills a kid, <laughs> takes his braces, <laughs> and glues them onto his face. Or he yeah. finds a dead. I would say kid. that's you know what more likely kid. he finds a dead in body the in the sewer. sewer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And takes the braces off the person and puts them on his own team. You know, there's actually precedent. There's actually precedent for that in TMNT comic lore. In the image run, uh, they do a flashback to them in the sewer as like kids, and they're like, and there's a dead body float, and they're like, oh yeah, another floater. Uh, so you know, there's oh, that's an interesting. That's interesting. I'm surprised that doesn't get explored more. Like the turtles could be like a very dark comedy. Very, because there's some horrible, <laughs> horrible things in the sewer. Well, let me just say this: horrible. I hope, I hope they do a better job explaining like their backstory and how they become like ninja ninjas uh, than they did in I mean, the um, Michael Bay movies. Because in the Michael Bay movie Origin, okay. Splinter do we just even count. Do we? we well, count just let men. me finish. Let me finish. I don't sorry, count them, but sorry. you know. In those in those in those films, and I say films very loosely, uh, more like piles <sighs> of hot turtle garbage. Um, 
uh, they become ninjas because Splinter finds a ninjutsu book in the sewer and just decides, oh, yeah, I'm going to teach him ninjutsu. Not that he, you know, his master was a, you know, a member of the Foot Clan um, and he learned by mimicking his movements, you know, like we all know. I thought love. he was a, a rival of the Foot Clan. So, no, or was he, was, he competing he was, for the head? Of he, the- no, he was in the Foot Clan. Uh, him and Oroko Saki, it was actually Oroko Nagi, his brother. In the if we go back to Mirage lore, was it they were both st- yeah yeah so they were both in the foot together, and then um, okay. they rivaled over Tang Shen uh, Splinter's uh, becomes you know Splinter's uh, wife, and uh, Oroku Nagi uh, abducts Tang Shen, uh, assaults her, and then Splinter oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah Splinter what? kills him, and then it's Oroku Saki. Uh, you know, who wants vengeance for his brother, brother and tracks him down in New York after he left the Foot Clan fled to get away. So in the comics, was he a human that got turned into a rat? Nope. nope. Oroku Saki or uh, Hamato Yoshi and Splinter are two yeah. different people in the comics. So in the comics and in the first movie, uh, Splinter is the rat, the pet rat of Hamato Yoshi. Okay, and so he basically would mimic his in the like in the movie, mimicked his yep. moves and stuff. Learned, learned ninjutsu. And he, yeah, and then because he was there every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, it was the it was the cartoon where they made Hamato Yoshi um, and Splinter the same person. Where they yeah, where he turned into like yeah. a, a, a five foot tall rat. Yeah. What? Oh God, that oh that would be terrible. Can you imagine right? you wake up tomorrow and you're just. <laughs> just a mustached rat it, well you know some people might say i already am but uh terry dotson doesn't you know because we do the best comic book podcast so you know wow yeah but uh you want to you want to wow. dive in so let me ask you, okay okay i will but let me ask in case the tiger cubs are a little you know confused you're pretty excited for this movie oh i'm stoked man i've you know the the, <laughs> the uh the 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 beardometer, I guess, or I guess the stashometer right now is uh, five out of five mustache for that teaser band. Like it's it's full on, um, you know. The stash yeah. is full for this one. Um, wow. Yeah, you know, just because you know, I can, you know, I have grown in my age I where, a I can, ride joke. <laughs> where I can joke, where I can I could criticize, I can point out things that I can see as problematic and still be excited for the movie. Um, and that's just initial like knee jerk stuff, right? Like it, there could very, you know, the, the, you know, Splinter could very well be Chinese in the movie, which would be a huge departure from the lore, but they're not going to do that. If they change it, you know, change it for the better or make it, make it work is all I'm saying. So, yeah, I, I, they'll probably, I mean, I, I, he probably won't, there probably won't be any Japanese speaking in the movie. I would imagine. No, 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 no. So. Yeah, they, yeah, they, I, yeah, they probably just pick Jackie Chan just because he's, he's the best. Jackie Chan. He's the man. Yeah, he's Jackie Chan. Yeah. 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 That's the only reason why I could think, think they, I mean, Jackie Chan and, you know, we, we've probably talked about this before. I want to see Jackie Chan as like a villain in something. I do too. I think the time is right. I mean, I don't know how old he is now. I know he's not a young. I don't. I don't know why guy. they didn't cast him in the Expendables as a bad guy. You know, come on, they got every other aging action yeah. star in there. 
I mean, for all we know, he could be. Yeah, the next one. The next one's coming know. out uh, this year. So that's so crazy. They're so old. like Stallone looks so old. Well, I think yeah, he's only in about half the movie. He retires and then hands it off to Statham. So okay, but, so but I'm in. You know, you got you got Statham. Yeah. You know, Dude, you tell me we're gonna see old man Jackie Chan beat the shit out of Jason Statham. I want that. I want that too. Give me that, that all day that long. Would be great. All day. I mean, anytime I can get that uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful bald man in a movie, I'm all for it. <laughs> you know, that's the only guy I think who could have played Splinter other than Jackie Chan is Jason Statham. You think Statham could have done a good Splinter, huh? What can't he do? Is all I want to know. I I say they hold they put him on the sidelines for the sequel and have him play Casey Jones. Oh, right. Yes. Think of that. yes. And he could he brings a cricket bat. Yes. He's yeah. He's British. got to. That would make that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Game over. I'm in. Take all of my money right now, uh, uh, Mr. Rogan. Give us a call. We'll help you out. Uh, you you heard it here first, Which, folks. Seth Rogen, right? Yeah, Seth Rogen, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The other one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Okay. All right. Well. All right. Well, let's get into Emerald City Comic Con 2023. Then. Yeah, man, I had a blast. Um, I I ended up with a shit ton of cool stuff. Uh, all the comics that I bought. Um. Now, can we can we back up for one second? Sure. You out the whole lead up to getting there, you're like, I'm really gonna pace myself. Yeah, I'm gonna see what they got. Yeah, and then you know, like Saturday, Sunday, that's when I'll do my shopping. What happened Thursday? <laughs> the same thing that happens every first day of a convention for me drop, 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 drop. Yeah, well, Ryan's dropping hot sacks of money everywhere, getting all the sweet stuff. The, the thing is, man, is I, you know. There's, there's, it's risk versus reward, right? So you see something, and then this happened to me at SummerCon because I walked by a toy booth. They had this awesome uh, 40th anniversary San Diego Comic Con exclusive Boba Fett figure um, that I thought was really cool. I was like, ooh, ooh, I might come get this. And then I came back an hour later and it was gone. Day one, right? And nobody else had it at the convention. No, nobody else had it. So, there's always that risk of do you wait till Sunday to try and get a deal on it? And if you do, is it still going to be there? So, yeah. you know, I ended up. You told, you told me that there was a Marvel Masterpiece 1992 the f- complete collection there yep. for under $100. Yep. Which, good luck if you can find that anywhere. Yeah. And you know me, I'm not one for collectibles. I'm more about nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted that. I wanted that, but you said you went back an hour later. It was yeah, completely an hour gone. later, maybe two hours gone. later, it was gone. Yeah. Damn it. So damn it. It's always you know that's always the thing. So if I see it, if I see something that 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 like I'm like, all right, I need to pull the trigger on this. I just I, I grab it because you don't know if it's going to be there. Ten yeah. minutes, twenty minutes, an hour later, and uh, you know, luckily, you know, luckily Thursday was a pretty dead day. Um, but the rest of the weekend yeah. was not. The rest of the weekend was crazy busy, man. There were. You know, I think sat on at one point on Saturday, you looked across to the other uh, across the aisle, and I could not see the other side. It was so full of people. This is how busy it was. All right, break it down for I us. I had to resort. 
I had to resort to a tactic I don't normally resort to. Okay. So at these comic cons, the bathrooms get insane, right? Yeah. Saturday is insane. The, like, tell us your secrets. To use the men's the men's restroom was a nightmare. So I thought, hmm, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I had to go bad. Yeah. And what people don't realize. I shouldn't have let the secret go because now all the other creators are going to do it. And now there's going to be like tight. They're going to tighten up security. It's going to change the entire it's gonna change what the I'm con, about to drop the right con, here. the con experience for creators. Landscape yeah. For everyone. What the knowledge I'm going to drop is going to change. Well, it's not the only thing you drop. Entire con experience. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I found out that if you go down to where the celebrities are, when they rope off the where the celebrities go and hang out, it's just a curtain and like one, maybe two security guards. But right beyond that curtain, there's a fresh private bathroom <laughs> that's reserved only for the celebs. And I walked over there, and I don't know if it was because I was wearing my sweet tiger suit that people, if you subscribe to the Substack, there will be a picture of me in my sweet tiger suit. Or if I mean, you follow him on like Instagram. Yeah. That's right. I looked so fly. So fly. But I just put my hand kind of over the badge. So you couldn't really see if it was a badge, but you didn't know what kind of badge. I just flashed at the security guy. He just kind of gave me the nod. I walked right through the curtain and I was in the land of paradise. <laughs> Private, <laughs> large bathroom, clean, all the toilet paper you could possibly need. Or And um, I think some TV people came in. I'll be honest. I don't really know any celebrities yeah. at those comic cons because I don't really I don't watch Firefly or any of that kind of stuff. First of all, like, how dare you? Second of all, go on. I know. Yeah, and so I went in there, and after Saturday, Saturday morning, I went in there every time. I took the long walk down to the other end of the uh, of the, the floor yeah. where the celebs were. Yeah, and I uh, I got to make sacrifices. Man. I mean, it was crazy. It was. I couldn't believe the difference. Like, man, let me, it pays let me tell, to be famous. Literally, let me tell you about my experience because <laughs> I was down on the I was down on the bottom floor at the exhibition floor, and the only Uh-oh. stall open had no latch, and they don't open inward; they open outward. So, like, oh, you know, no. you're reaching out, holding on to the tiny little thing that the where the latch is supposed to go, you know. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it was uh, it was an adventure. You're just you're just sweating. Your heart beats racing. Like you're just a ball of stress, hoping you someone see doesn't a shadow. Cry. Yeah, cover the that little crack in the door. Like oh no, don't open it. I'm only hanging on by my fingertips. Yeah. Don't open. Yeah. It. That's exactly what happened. You don't want to see what's going on behind door number three. Yeah, but yeah. I mean the convention. Yeah, that was not. My- yeah, the convention overall, man. Um, you know, my niece, uh, Bear, she came, and that was a, that was a ton of fun. Uh, I've never seen somebody uh, lose you a sale before, but she managed to do it, and it was yeah. still hilarious. Yeah, we all had a good laugh mm-hmm. at my expense. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was literally good. at your expense. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. <laughs> yep. Bear is a real grizzly, grizzly of a bear. Um, but no, it was awesome seeing her. It was, it was good. She's good. She's good people by my book. Yeah. I mean, she can't land a sale to save her life, but no, uh, sure can't. Hey. Sure can't. 
But hey, you know, when it comes to finding all the stickers and pins in Artist Alley, oh my she's God. got yeah, every you single wanna, one from listen, every single artist. I didn't drop all of my cash on day one. I spent a good amount, but I didn't drop all of my cash. Unlike unlike Bear, who stopped at who bought stickers and pins at every booth she stopped at, which I love it because you're supporting you're supporting the artists on Artist Alley. Um Yeah. It was it was really great. It was really great having. I mean, there. I've never. I now know what eighty dollars worth of stickers looks like. Yeah, I, I never <laughs> knew. I think it was more than eighty, but yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was. Uh, it was interesting seeing the type of stuff that she bought because I would have never. Right. I I would have never guessed that. You know. And maybe you got to start selling stickers, like. man. I guess we did have stickers for why, sale, but why no one bought them. Uh, they can just. <laughs> No, we just gave them away. Yeah, we just gave them away. That's true. That's not true. I sold I sold all of my large dinosaur stickers. Those all sold. True. Not that I had a ton of them, but I had a few. No. Um, but uh, yeah, it was interesting. Um, I think Bear took pretty much one of all of our stickers. She always does. Yeah. Well, she dude, yeah. she's got like a legit. Uh, she uh, at SummerCon. Uh, you know, she did, she did the thing that nieces do and, uh, you know, uh, look real cute and talk real cute to, to Nikki and was like, man, I just really wish I had like a sticker book, you know, so I could organize all my stickers, you know? And, and so what did, what did, what did Nikki do? She bought her a sticker book. And so now she puts them in the stick. It's the ones that have like the little, the special paper that you can peel and unpeel them. Uh, oh, nice! Yeah, so she's That's got really like a good. legit sticker book that she puts them all in, and and she collects she that's collects cool. stickers. So yeah, that's that's pretty neat. Um, I'll be honest; there's a part of me that wants to do that. Do it. You know, it's I'm going to tell weird, you to do it. Like a 38 year old man, like, oh, do you guys got any stickers? <laughs> I got to put them in my sticker book. It's not yeah, for me, though. It's not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. It's not my. It's for uh, God. I don't know. It's for somebody. No, it's for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that would actually be kind of fun. Yeah, and then I got, I got, uh, I got two commissions. Um, got one from Mindy Lee. Oh. I got uh, this one was actually pretty neat though because I wasn't really quite sure what I wanted to get from her. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I don't even know if I would have gotten a commission from her. But I, <coughs> excuse me, I walked by her booth and she had this killer '90s X Men print. Um, that was, like, that was I almost went and bought it because it was I, I'm not a big X-Men guy, but man, her composition, it was simple, but it was so perfect. Yeah, it just and, and a lot of it was just the 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 way she drew the characters. Yeah, she just captured like their entire essence. I felt even though it was a very standard, just yeah. all of them kind of like in a lineup, just stand in there. Yeah, but it was just so perfect. It was perfect. So the body like, language was like chef's kiss i knew i wanted to get a commission from somebody but when i saw that i was like okay i'm gonna see if she's doing them um because i walked by the original the first person i want to get a commission from uh was uh max dunbar who by the time i got to him he was already booked up which is a bummer but max is phenomenal he did that he was he worked on that uh batman batman beyond neo year uh uh miniseries which Super nice guy too. Uh, he told me that they're working on the sequel right now, which I did not know, which I'm very excited about. Um, so I went and chatted with Mindy. I was like, "Hey, are you doing commissions?" You know, uh, I didn't know what I wanted. I was like, "I either want a Johnny Silverhand, who is the Keanu Reeves character from the Cyberpunk video game, 
or I wanted okay. uh, or I wanted Yojimbo. Um, nice. And I was like, either one, you choose. But then, kind of the more I thought about it, uh, I was like, I hope she does Yojimbo, and that's exactly what she did, and she absolutely crushed it. Oh. Um, and then uh, I also got another commission from this perv that we're talking to right here with his uh, with the Psylocke that he drew. Uh, Why am I the pervert? You're the one who was like. I want Psylocke. And I gave you an option. I said, what type of Psylocke? Do we want like badass Psylocke or do we want badass Psylocke? I said a combination. I said both. I said both. No, you you crushed it. It was, it's, it's great. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that pretty much rounded out. I didn't, I didn't really do any, I had a thought that I might do some panels. I had to do that commission. I had to do that. And we say commission, but, it was mostly just it, I owed you because one, you got me my biggest sale of the con. It was all you. I was gone with Maximilian hunting for hunting Dragon, Dragon Ball. Balls, yeah, yeah, like an idiot. Uh, I mean, did I enjoy every second of it? Just yeah, you got to f- finish this, and then I want you to tell that story though, because I think it's great. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and you know, you like put me up at your house. I mean, so, I like, didn't expect it or anything like that. It's much appreciated. I know, but I. I had like it would have been shitty if I didn't do it, and I know like that's the thing that's great about you is like I can draw total trash, and you're like, dude, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that's fair, but that wasn't trash. That was you. You, you I know. You were, dude. You were like, even you said it. You're like, usually I'm not. I don't like doing commissions, but I'm. You were. You crushed I, it that weekend. I I don't know what I, you know. I was asking my sister about this because you know she's she usually. I mean, like she came to summer con for a day with us and like she Ugh. would go to some of the, con- I know yeah. she would go to some of the con and like, I just, I don't, I usually get kind of nervous. Like I, I don't know. It's more of like, I want to do a good job for people, mm-hmm. but it's like uncomfortable. The setting I'm already kind of stressed before we get there. Just yeah. Yeah. And everything like that. And so like, I always feel like I'm giving people 80%. Um, but I don't know what type of elixir, I was tapping into, I think it was just because I was just like, I don't care, fuck it, whatever. And I think I was generally having fun. Like, I, most of the sketches I did were free, just in books. Yeah. Like, I did, uh, like, all the dinosaurs I was drawing in Cretaceous were really great. And you I drew did, a lot uh, of them because you sold that, out. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah I, I think I did a sketch in every single yeah. ish, copy of Cretaceous. So I probably, I mean, there was like, what, 20, 30 books? Yeah. Um, at least. So, um, yeah, and I just they they all were turning out great, and then like I even did a, a one guy wanted a Bubba Hotep. He let me do like a big old Elvis yeah. face, and normally I I'll draw like I normally do like a devil chick or something like that in the because it's like it's you know I don't have to worry about the likeness of Elvis. I'm not, likenesses are like one of my weaknesses. If I had to be honest about my ability, likenesses is definitely a hole in my game. I've never been good at it. I've always struggled. Um, but man, I nailed Elvis like, you and I hadn't drawn Elvis in like three years. It was, it, I, I was like, oh shit, like I just boom. It was just like and, this was yeah, like and, Space Jam, and you had Michael's special drink, you know? Yeah, and everything was going super fast. Um, like I don't think I like even the commissions I did. They were all like almost like sketches. You they did like just, what four of them? Ha- you did four of them, I think. Uh, you did the the oh, the, the dream that was. So oh, like awesome. the big ones? Yeah, 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 yeah. And those were all like, yeah. They just, I just went with the first idea that came in my head and just went as fast as I could and used a brush for everything. 
And yeah, there was like Dream. There was a Mecha Godzilla. I did that Aquaman at your house. That uh, yeah. that guy's like crazy. Dude, that guy's Aquaman. Ap- it was the, that was the fourth volume where it's only Aquaman sketches and commissions. Like there's probably yeah. like over ten thousand dollars worth of sketches in that one book. Yeah, and the what I guess like after me, he got what like uh, I think like he got like a David Mack because Mack was yeah. on the other Max side Dunbar of us. Dunbar did one, and the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did. I didn't. I wish I could have seen those. I didn't get to see all those. I wanted to though, especially the David Mack one. Like David Mack was like one of the first, I guess, comic guys that I became like aware of. Like yeah. when I was in college, where I was like, oh, oh, there's fine artists that are doing this. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm always curious to see what he draws because he always, you know, especially if he does watercolor, there's always something real fat, interesting that he, yeah, you know, some interesting yeah. application. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then I did, uh, I got to do uh, a Mechani Kong or a Mecha Kong. I don't, I never know what the proper name for it is, but yeah. uh, it was that kid's book of kaiju monsters. Yep. And honestly, looking through that book, like some of the commissions that were in there were amazing. I really, um, I really liked that because his dad had the big Sandman sketchbook and then he had the right. little one. So, you know, it's like a little family thing that they had going. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And so he let me pick whatever kaiju monster. And I was like, no one ever does Mechanic Kong. He gets zero love. No respect. So He's Rodney Dangerfield of the of the kaijus, man. He is. Yeah. He is. Mechanic Kong is the Rodney Dangerfield of kaijus. He gets no love, no respect. Yep. No respect. Yep. yep. It's awesome. Uh, yep. Awesome. There. Um, another guy that we met, too. Uh, I got a print from I got another Psylocke print. I was on an X Men kick this weekend. Uh, from uh, Donnie Tran, who was oh yeah, dude, yeah. his his stuff was so cool. I kind of wish I would have bought the man the Mandalorian one that he had of him and Grogu because that one was I almost got that one and then I skipped that one for Psylocke. But next time I see him send at a con, him. I'm gonna get that get that Mandalorian send, one. Did you send a message on Instagram? That's true. That's he's on, true. He's on the ground. I'll send I know. You I follow him. Like. I follow him now. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, he was just—he was a super cool guy, cool. man. And uh, yeah, we, and we hung a, out with him one morning. Yeah, yeah. Met, I met nice. I met a lot of cool people, and uh, you know that was one of the that was one of the great things because you know you never know what kind of mood people are going to be in. But uh, you know, I went around and chatted with people uh, about the podcast. Uh, you know, uh, Ramon Perez from Raid Studios up in Toronto. I bought, they had a, a uh, which I'll be talking about uh, when we get into what we've been reading, but they had uh, four volumes of sci fi anthology shorts, and I bought all of those because um, they just, I mean, wow. just, just off of the. You're not real, normally like an anthology guy. I'm like, not. I remember when you told me you're going to get them, I was like, oh, Okay, and then you showed them to me, and it's like just the cover design alone. Mm-hmm. I was like, I would buy them based off the cover. Yeah, like, these are and, amazing. And, and I've been reading them, and like I've been really, really impressed by them. And uh, you know, they were super nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, Royal Academy of Illustration and Design, right? And design, yeah, I believe, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, like, dude, all of the uh, all of the congoers, man, were just super. They just seem, for the most part, just really happy to be at conventions. Uh, you know, just came up, and even if people didn't buy anything, they were super nice. Um, I think my my yeah. favorite, though, if I had to say, if I had to go, a favorite interaction that I had 
was uh, yeah. the 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 kid dressed uh, in the Spider Man cosplay with his mom, who was like just dropping knowledge on us, and then um, he was uh, just about like who Spider Man would win and who Spider Man would lose to. Um, yeah, which I agreed with all of his. Assessments. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was spot on. Right, he was, and then yeah, he he knew his like spider science pretty good. I think, like he had a good gauge. I think you awakened something in him when uh, you told him about Alpha Flight. That was probably the. Yeah. Ba- I wish I would have been recording that because I've never seen you more fired up in your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was sad. Yeah, I, the, I believe even the surrounding tables were uh, intrigued on yeah. the um, – everyone was paying attention to yeah. this interaction. Yeah. Because like, him and I were kind of going back and forth. Like it was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was and, good. You know, um, you know, we gave them you know stuff for the podcast. And I don't know if you're listening right now, but uh, if you are, shoot us a message. Uh, I want to know if you picked up uh, Alpha, any Alpha Flight books and, uh, you know um, – just wanted to thank you guys for being awesome uh, uh just awesome people at the at the convention it was really great to uh really great to chat with you guys so you know if i had to kind of like rap, like make an assessment about the whole cuz this was really the first at least the first major con that i've been to that's like back, back. in black yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah and it seemed like it was a really – the more I've thought about it, it's like it really seemed like it was more of a social con. Yeah. Like it seemed like all of – not only were all the creators like more – a little bit more willing to interact than I remember. And it seemed like everyone was really eager to network where in the past that wasn't always the case. Sometimes it's just – Well, always, most of them were you know, eager to network. Are, but yeah. It, yeah, there was a few people you know that just it's not – I don't know why they're there. Yeah. <laughs> But like, you know, but for the most part, like, I don't know, like even like some of the big, even like sometimes like those cons, like the big names, right. They get so swamped or they're just like, they're so overwhelmed with like deadlines and stuff that yeah. are hanging over their heads. Like they're working on actual work while they're there. So like they even though they're there, a lot of times they don't necessarily have the time to sit there and like fully engage. Right. And it just felt like there was some big name guys that. You know, I, I did. You know me. I'm not a big fanboy of anybody. Yeah. But there was a few people there that I was really big fans of their work, and it was just crazy being able to sit down and talk with them, and like, and then afterwards, them, t- you know, reaching out on Instagram and like, like through Messenger and everything, and actually getting to talk with them. It's just that normally, I don't know. Maybe it's just unique. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it was that tiger suit I was wearing. Maybe it was a little but both. Yeah. The company. Maybe. I think it was more the company you kept, but you know. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely what it was. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like overall it was a, a little bit more positive vibe. Like everybody had a little bit of pep in their step and was just so happy to just be there and meeting new people. Where, uh, you know, a lot of times those cons, like I said in the past, they just seemed like they there's or maybe it's just because it's early in the con season. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. It just it was really it felt really refreshing. And I hope that that's how the cons continue to be where everybody's there's a little bit like, you, you know, normally like I hate camaraderie. Things, I yeah. Like, yeah. I was just almost grateful to be there. Yeah. And like because like you forget, you know, like you run in like, you know, we had some I had some super fans come to the table, which, you know, I never really think that I have fans. Yeah. But then you interact with them and you're like, oh, Oh shit! That's right. That's why we're doing. One this. guy walked this, up and was like, "Cretaceous, fuck yeah!" Like, <laughs> it was yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It 
it was it was just one of those where like oh that's right i'm I, the only reason why i'm doing comics is because it brings entertainment to other people you know what i mean like yeah. it makes other people feel and it, that makes me feel good. like i want to tell the best story i possibly can you know like there's that part of my ego that sure. like it elicits but at the end of the day it's all about it's not about the money it's not about like awards which for some people they care so much about the fucking right, awards right, right. it's all about creating something that provides entertainment for other people you know and then if you know you get to like bond over that and you see other people bond over something you make i don't know it's just it's that whole thing of like uh well i can't, I can't i'm blanking on the saying what was it um it was like Nothing really matters as long as you're contributing. Right. Like at the end right, of the day, right, right. Like that that's all that really matters is you, you're you're contributing something to the greater whatever all this is. And I I don't know. It was just it was really refreshing. It was a great reminder. Like even now that I'm back in the studio, it's like giving me a little extra. Like yeah, I'm not drawing this stuff for me. I'm drawing this because other people are looking forward to it. So I have right. to make sure it's got a little extra pep. Right. Right. It's got like. Got to put everything I got into every little page, every little panel. I don't know. And I need that. Like, as I get older, I used to, when I was a younger guy, I used to be just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to grind. I'm going to be the best. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to just make cool shit. And now as I get older, maybe a little bit more mature, I'm like, no, no, no. I want to make all this stuff because it, it's going to, it makes other people feel right. better. The other, it brings joy to other people. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Seeing that was just like, uh, I don't know. It was a big wake up call. Like I'd forgotten that during the pandemic. I think. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't know. I, it, you know what? Other it makes, creators are probably it, it makes to me. total sense. You know, like okay. why we do this podcast. I mean, I don't do it for me. I do it for people like Terry Dotson. You know, who think it's <laughs> the best. <laughs> so. Wow. You so wait, basically you do this just so that you can get some kind of like gratification from people going, oh. "You're the fucking man." Wow. <laughs> Wow. Look how the tables have t- look at look at what you've become. You've become this monster, just ego. That's right. Ego driven. I'm gonna be the best. I'm gonna win all the awards, make all the money. Oh, oh dude, listen, let me tell you, we're getting rich off of the show, so it's fine. No, uh no, I totally get what you're saying though, in all in all seriousness. It's like the beard ghost and you become evil, bride. You're the opposite of Spock. <laughs> I'm like I'm like Wario. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Waluigi, because let's let's be honest, he's 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 the better one. But yeah. Um Wow. Yeah. You know, dropping dropping knowledge. Dropping knowledge here. But uh yeah, man. I all of the even like the people we sat next to were both on on, on both sides were both super nice. Uh, you know, having conversations and uh that that really you know, if there were ever slow periods, we were just we were all just kind of chatting with each other, which was really cool. Yeah, like we were all busy drawing and sketching, but it was really nice. Just it, it just I don't know. It just felt I, I haven't had a con like that ever, probably. Yeah, there, where it was just it was so fun. And we had like a million people coming out of our booth and I really thought that was going to bug people. But I, maybe it's just because everybody coming and going were like mostly kids. Yeah, that everyone was like. Oh, it, it seemed like no one cared. Everything was kind of it was a good time. It was just a it was just good a hang. Good, good hang. Speaking of good hangs, like uh tell 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 the Cubs about the uh about the Dragon Ball hunt that uh you and Max <laughs> you and Max went on. 
Yep. Stuff of legends. I don't know the words. Anyways, um, that was the old Japanese theme song to Dragon Ball Z. Oh, okay. Um, that's yeah. Oh, cool. Or as my dad would say, super interesting. Dragon Z balls. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna watch that Dragon Z ball. Meanwhile, oh, he was watching wow. it while you were asleep, but you know. That son of a bitch. <laughs> Reading the comics, watching the, watching. He was I, he watched the Boo Saga. I didn't even have time to get to watch the Boo Saga. I was busy like in school. You know, I don't even like, know what that is. So you'll get there. You guys are still in the Saiyan Saga right now. Okay, Goku's still fighting Cheetah. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um. Anyways. <laughs> oh, don't 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 look at me like I'm some kind of super nerd. All right. You are super all right nerd. Right there. Ter- yeah, yeah. I've seen. I I know what's underneath that shirt. Okay. All right. There. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, meanwhile, I've got like just a giant Dragon Ball tattooed on my yeah, chest. Yeah, you've got whatever um, the dragon's name was. It Shenzu, Shenron. God, Shenron. Chevron. Get it right. It's Chevron. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, now you know how to piss Smacks off. Just get the name of every character. That's wrong. that's exactly what I do, actually. Um, Chevron. Yeah. I yeah, just you know uh, how no, many we how many times did he say bruh? while you were dragon ball shopping hunting um i don't i just i just tuned it out yeah I okay just tuned it out. okay anyways continue yeah so we went down yeah i promised him maybe the greatest mistake of my life but i promised him that when we were at the con when the day he was there at some point i'd break away from all the work and take him hunting for dragon balls and, and, and anyone anyone who knows if you promise an eight-year-old some something <laughs> they fucking take receipts man they take receipts oh, yeah and i will give him this he was very patient because every time we were about ready like yeah yeah i'm almost done let me just do another sketch in this book and then we'll go and he'd be like great and then about an hour rolled by and it was like 10 15 more sketches later i'm still like all right i'm almost done we'll go and just as we're about to leave then another person would and come he goes, up needing, you know. <laughs> yeah yeah he was very patient he was very patient he was but then finally finally at like i don't know it was like three o'clock we got that gap in the in the there was a break in yeah. the in the crowd and so we escaped downstairs and it was good there was a there was a booth, one of those shady booths. They've got a lot of like, they're claiming it's their own stuff, but you can tell it's like stuff they're taking off a lo- yeah, offline, yeah. or it's stuff that's like uh, knockoff. They're throwing a filter um, over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were try. This guy was trying to get Max to blow all of his money on these crap, like these. I shouldn't say crappy, but these like ridiculous. I'll say like, it. Hologram. Crappy crappy they were kind of crappy yeah and um like he was almost like coaxing him to like take his wallet out to see how much money he had like he was just and he was like i'll cut you a deal and it's like, yeah i don't know i find and normally you know like you always said he's got to learn in the he's wild gotta learn in the wild if you got to survive the hunt yeah. you got to learn lessons you know <laughs> that's right but it was one of those where i was like i couldn't let a predator take advantage of this little predator like it was just too fucking <laughs> it was just yeah, it was terrible. I finally just was like, Max, we'll come back. And then, yeah, I just I had to step in because it was just one of those. Right? I wasn't going to let this guy steal money from an eight-year-old That's kid. That's good because you know you who would have heard about it? You. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 
I mean, Max probably would have been just as happy with sure. whatever he got, you know, but he ended up getting so much better. He got some, he, got so he had a good haul. I was impressed with his haul. Yeah, we what he ended up buying was he got like a four foot tall poster of Shenron, Chevron coming up out of the <laughs> that like a guy he, the guy was selling these posters for I don't know like uh, sixty bucks eighty bucks and he gave one of he sold one of them to Max I think for thirty or something like yeah, that that was what he, that was what he had left yeah and then be, which was really the guy didn't have to do that right like Max just went up to him and asked and like as soon as he started dropping his I mean like he Max was asking about like a two hundred dollar flag that was like he didn't know. ten yeah, feet tall yeah. Yeah, it's like, dude, that's dude, more than if he bucks. I'm going to ask. If, I'm going to ask. If, you, if he would have came home with a 10-foot Dragon Ball flag, I don't think you would have ever gotten off my wife's shit list. I think you would have well, been on there for life. In his room for 30 bucks? <laughs> that's a good deal. That's fair. Yeah, that's she true. Should be like, she should be like, good job, Dad. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> the guy was selling for like 230 I know, bucks. Like, I know. It's a $200 markdown. That's pretty impressive. But he got – so instead he got his poster. The dude was super cool. And then before that, he got I, – I thought it was really cool. Uh, he got an actual set of Dragon Balls. Now, did he turn into a monster after he got him? A 100%. Like when we went to Dick's on the way and he didn't want to get out of the car – to go order Dad, sit in the car we're gonna order food but sit and guard the dragon balls we don't want someone to break in the car and yeah. steal these and you're like we're 10 feet away we we're literally sitting on the hood of the car eating the food no they're not safe <laughs> the best was the morning after though it was sunday oh. sunday morning before as we were leaving for the convention <laughs> we wake i up. woke up early bear was already up yeah and max of course was up hours before anybody and he had rubber gloves on and he'd had like a chamois and he was polishing the dragon balls and then he wouldn't even like i was like hey let me see he wouldn't even let me touch the no, dragon he just, balls he just he polished like, them you man. can hold the box you can hold the box but you can't touch them which he was gracious i was gracious enough to let me do that i guess i should be you should be honored uh, now the best part the best part is when we got back i believe it was was it monday yeah yeah, because Max didn't have school, right? So we're all sitting there in the kitchen, like kitchen area. Yeah, it was like you, me, Bear, and Max, and we just got done eating. And Max goes, "Hey, Bear, hey, hey, Bear, hey, Tad, do you guys want to go out in the back?" No, that was at dinner. So that was at dinner. That was at dinner, dinner time. That's right, right after I saved after. his life because he choked he on a piece choking. of steak. Like not even like like this was like legit choking where like you can't because like normally when people choke, they'll like start coughing and they can talk like he couldn't do anything. Right. No, he was straight up choking and you had to give him the Heimlich, which you, you gave him a couple little pump pumps and then he spit that nasty thing out. But then 10 minutes later, it was like, hey, Corey, hey, Tad, do you guys want to go out in the, the backyard after dinner and try and summon Shenron? And I go, Max. What about what about your dad? He he literally just saved your life. Can he come too? He looks and he at goes, me. <laughs> he goes. He goes. He can watch from inside. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. Dude, Thanks, buddy. You saved this kid. You saved his life like, legitimately. Eh. He can like, watch. We would have been using the Dragon Balls to wish Max back to life. Yeah. No, it was. 
you can sit out. You can you can watch from the window, Dan. I think I think the best part though was when I was texting Nikki. I was like, "Oh yeah, I had to save Max's life tonight." Uh, he choked. I had to give him the Heimlich because he choked. Nikki was like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, he's fine," but uh, it auto corrected to he's gone before i but but i i caught it before i hit send and said put it back to fine but i was like could you imagine getting that text uh max just choked mac i had to get max the heimlich maneuver he's gone (laughs) that would have been bad that would have been horrible it was it was uh it was a lot interesting but yeah um i don't know I think those Dragon Balls may have turned Max into a little bit of a monster. Dude, like, but in in a good way though, because like now, dude, he's at school. He's he tells me at recess, he's like doing push ups, trying to do pull ups. Well, why is that though? Why is that? I had to teach him a valuable. Lesson, you did a very valuable lesson, and a lot of it had to do is because he wanted to wrestle, and he kept trying to wrestle me. So I was like, fine, we'll wrestle. And the whole time we were wrestling, he kept trying to do all the Dragon Ball techniques, which I was like, wake up, go, buddy. And he's like, I don't understand why they're not working. I was like, it's because you don't train. What's the whole purpose of Dragon Ball? And he's like, well, he's, you know, Goku trains to fight. I was like, yeah, that's the training, man. Like, if you want to get better at anything, the lesson is you got to work at it. And now he's, he's going he to be jacked. He came in the studio yesterday and uh, or no, it was the day before yesterday. And uh, after school, he just drops down, starts doing some trying to do push ups, trying to do some sit ups like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh yeah, like <laughs> just a real and and like you know what? It's helped in other ways too, man. Because we're doing batting practice every day. Uh, you know, I bought some impact oh. wiffle balls, which uh, he gets a hold of one and just pelts me in the fucking chest with it when he hits it, and it hurts. Good. He shattered a light bulb uh, in the garage. Um, nice, but then, but then we had a we had a scrimmage. What? We had a scrimmage yesterday. You're so proud of this. You're so proud of it. Well, here's, I love the, it. here's the thing, man. It uh, it did not start well, you know, uh, getting those jitters in. And uh, honestly, he he got up to the plate and uh, was just swinging like he'd never swung a bat of, in his life. Was he, was he kind of wimping out on me He was you a wimping bit? out on me a little bit. And then on the fifth yeah. pitch, you get a T. You get a T after the fifth pitch from the you get, it's pitching machine, right? You get five pitches in the yeah. tee, and he ended up on the tee, and he just hit like a little dinky one foot thing. He made it to first base. Dude, the, the kid's as big as uh, super producer Matt. Like, yeah, he should be cranking well, it out of the park. Well, here's the thing. Uh, yeah, I think he was he was nervous, and so like before his next plate, I went over and talked to him. I'm like Max, you kind of you you kind of had some weak swings. Uh, your first time up. Tell me, tell me. No, let's be honest. You went in there like, listen, bro, you're shit in the bed. No, 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 no. I, I would never say that. But uh, I was like, what? I was like, were you like, were you nervous? And I was like, dude. And I was like, he was like, yeah. I'm like, man, we've been batting practice every week. And he goes, well, those are dad. Those are wiffle balls. And I'm like, pretend those are wiffle balls. And he was like, okay, I got you, dad. I got you. And so, dude, he goes out first pitch. First pitch through the machine, he fucking cranks a line drive to the outfield. Wow. That's so awesome. Great. Isn't it interesting though, like the psychology of kids? It is when it comes to sports. It is. It's they just need a little little bit of like encouragement and a little tweak to like just 
have them get over it's all it's all fear it's all like fear based well yeah if you just nervous jitters and stuff just you you look at his size already and uh i think i think he's got potential to be like a really good hitter um he's he's decent in the field but he's got a good shot at being a good hitter he's also he's also eight so let's relax you know if he's still interested in baseball listen i am well aware (laughs) of how old he is and uh you know, we don't. You know uh, what though? You forget. You forget it. I like because he's so tall. He's big. He's so man. big. Yeah, you just it, like you almost think he's like a twelve or thirteen year old. He's so yeah. tall. Like he's probably the same size I was at twelve. Yeah, probably. You know, probably. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's huge, man. But he, you just got to get him to remember. You got to get him to focus a little bit, and then he just hits fucking like I think. I think he can get a hold of one. I'm not saying he can get one out of the park this year. I don't think he's. I, I don't mean, think he's. But he I, might be out. They play on the little fields, right? No, it's, it's all the same. Field, it's right? all the same fields. But uh, I think he can. I think he can hit one deep. I think he can. It, 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 it won't go out of the park, but he could get one deep. Now the trick, though, is when he starts facing actual pitchers. That's when it'll count. Yep. Yeah, this is all batting practice. Whole yeah, it's a whole new, well, I mean, yeah. uh, the minor leagues is just like the league of walking. Like everyone gets on base because, you know, oh, pitchers don't have oh, that control. But uh, I remember. Yeah, I remember. But uh, but enough about it's baseball, exciting. you know, but it's exciting, man. It's, it's, it's not a, little enough about peewee baseball. Listen, I'm, <laughs> you know, I will say I'm invested, man. I know your coach, your coach. We got to start yeah. calling you coach, coach mustache or something now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Um, I will say this: I did have a ton of fun. Max wanted he challenge. He did challenge me. He, he challenged did. Me he talks up. a lot of shit. He talks a he lot. He talks of a lot shit. of shit. And you even said you're like Max. Dad used to wrestle. Be careful. Yep. And I was like, okay, Max, let's do it. And I, it was so hilarious. We were wrestling, and I was, you know, doing all this, just, just, just messing with him. So like he just, yeah. like, you know, slipping. And at one point, he goes. He's really struggling. I'm like, ah, oh, just really trying to go for it, you know. And I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, hanging, hanging on there, just letting him carry my weight. And at one point, he like goes, bruh, 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 and he lays down on the bat, on the ground, and he goes, I gotta catch my breath, bruh. I gotta catch my breath, bruh. This is exhausting. But the way he said it, he said it like, like a 35 year old man. Yeah. He's just like, just give me a second, man. Just yeah. Give me a second. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's like God. those movies where lot. they get in the fight and the guy's like, hold on, hold on. I gotta, One second. I gotta catch my breath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Die. Yeah. It's the funniest thing. I, yeah. I just never seen a kid do that before. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. Time out. Oh, man. I was waiting for him to like grab his back and be like, my back is killing He does me. complain about his back hurting all the time, but. Growing pains. Growth spurts, man. Like he, that kid. He, Eight years old, he's he's uh, he's in adult shoes now. So uh, you know he's he's almost into adult size clothes. Uh, won't be before before the end of the year. He'll be in adult size clothes. So yeah, yeah, he's a good kid though, man. He's he's a ton of fun. I I really had a, I always have a blast hanging out with him. He's he's yeah. so funny. Yeah, he comes up with. But enough about your giant son, who's just cranking dingers out into the the parking lot yep that's right yeah that's right uh let's get let's turn back let's double let's double back get back into some comics okay okay 
you bought you bought some crazy books. I don't know if the they're, I don't know if I that, nothing like too too crazy. I actually got pretty good pretty good deals on all of them. Um Yeah, I just mean like in terms of like milestone issues, like you got a bunch of like badass X-Men and I did. Oh god. I did. I got some good X-Men. I got I got uh, a really great a really great Batman and iconic um Iconic Was that Neil the Raja Ghoul one? Yeah, iconic Neil Adams, uh, Raja Ghoul cover. Um, you got the porno Superman. I did get the porno <laughs> right? Superman one. As soon as you told me about that, I was like, I gotta get it. I have to find that. Um, so crazy. I got a, I got a, what was it? Daredevil 43, which is a Jack Kirby cover where he's boxing against Captain America. Um, that was it. That was a cool, that was a really cool cover. I like, I want to read it. But I know it's sealed, so you can't read them. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and I wanted, and I picked up a couple of Turtles books, Turtles Five, which I didn't have, and then I picked up Turtles Six, which I didn't think I thought I didn't have it, but now I have two copies of oh. it. But the one I picked up was a bit was in better condition of the one I have. Um, Those were like original, yeah. like Mirage, yep. like way back yep. in the day books. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's um I, and then I picked up yeah, I picked up a few X-Men books. Um a couple of a uh, couple of greats, uh John Byrne Wolverine cover, um, and then a Jim Lee Wolverine cover that were both fantastic. Um I, you know what it kicks me I kicked myself in the butt. I had all those Jim Lee Wolverine that he did he cause he did a series of covers. Yeah. I had all of them. And um I can't remember, I think it was that maybe when Sylvester was drawing Wolverine. I can't remember it was Probably. a long time ago. Something like that, but yeah, I don't have any of them anymore. Well, cool thing is, I Bubber. have uh, there's a I have two copies of Wolverine twenty seven, which is like that iconic uh, Jim Lee cover that they used for the video game for the Nintendo game. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, cover. Uh, I told Bear I'm gonna I'm gonna get them both graded, and then I'm gonna give one of them to Bear. So oh, that's cool. And then you had a guy try. You tried to unload it. I tried to trade a couple of books. The- yeah, yeah, because because uh, there was a. Uh, um, I really wanted a uh, Hulk or Wolverine copy that. Well, yeah, I wanted Batman to what issue was it? Two thirty three, which is the first appearance of Rachel Ghoul. and uh, so I was like, okay, okay. I'm going to bring some books into trade. So I brought in my Hulk, uh, uh, Hulk three forty, which is that uh, really great. Todd McFarlane cover with Wolverine and then you see the Hulk's reflection in the claws. Um, yeah. I have a really, really Classic. great condition and it's in uh, it's super mint condition. The one that I have. Um, and then I, and then I have uh, kind of a mid grade, mid upper grade, uh, Spider-Man 2099 one, uh, toy biz variant, yeah. which is super rare, especially with the new Spider-Verse movie coming out. Um, so I tried to trade those, um, but you know, some folks weren't interested. Uh, the people I was trying to trade them with were like, I, you know, what weren't? It wasn't what they were looking for in terms of trade. So, you know, fair enough. That's how. That's. But how then it works. you had that guy come back. It was funny. A couple of times. The. Yeah, and it was. We were both like, because he turned you down cold the first time, and then it was like he went home, did some research. And was hitting you up hard for it, like he knew something, like maybe uh, you weren't quite privy to. Yeah, but I ended up keeping you it. You knew. I ended up keeping it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably for the best. Yeah. If he would have, if he would have paid the price I wanted, I would have sold it to him. But uh, he was like, "Eh, 
that's a little steep for me. He was like, I totally get it. He's like, that's a fair price. That's just, I don't have it. And I was like, okay, yeah, no worries, yeah. man. You know? Um, so, and he didn't have anything you wanted to trade for, huh? No, no. I was looking yeah. for very specific things and, um, yeah. What was the book that I get ended up getting you? Uh, I talked the guy down. I brought, got him way down. Um, was that last year? Yeah. Wolverine one, Some Wolverine, Wolverine book. one graded. Yeah. Yeah, you talked him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it, it was like a, it was a good grade though, right? Yeah, it's an eight five. It's an eight five. I think I could probably send it in, and uh, like get it get it cleaned and pressed, and it'll come back higher. I just haven't done it yet. Because he he wanted like a, I remember he wanted like a hundred and eighty bucks. Yeah. I think I got him down to what ninety or something. Yeah, like something 80? like that. Yeah, which is kind of wild to think about. Yeah, he came down that much. Well, yeah, huh. he wanted to get rid of it, and that book has gone up too since. I actually, I actually had a bunch of books that I was going to send in for signings. So uh, mm. I had a, I had like six books I wanted to send in to uh, Chris Claremont signing, um, and then I had a, a a book I wanted to send into a Frank Miller signing, but uh, I kind of blew my budget at Emerald City. So can I ask you a question about yeah. all this? Because like. There's a lot of people in the industry. Like it seems to be fifty-fifty. Yeah, fifty percent of the people that are like really into the whole grading, yeah, and the cleaning and the pressing, yeah, yeah. and like the preservation and the whole like collector's market. Then you have the other side that's like they think it's like dumb, right? Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say dumb, but they just are like books are meant to be read, right? Yeah, you know, that that kind of perspective, which is yeah, I can understand both sides of it. I don't have a dog in the fight, but the one thing I, I have kind of noticed is that like. The whole collection thing, um, like the pressing and all that, has it kind of reminds me of a little bit of the, what you saw in the '90s with the collectors' game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little, it's a lot more refined. Yeah, and also I think with all the movies and stuff, comics are at a much higher precedence well, because it's it's more like common knowledge now rather than in the back, even in the '90s, it was still kind of fringe. And you know I, and I, mean? I think the way that you, you, the way that you look at it too is that it's is that it's a piece of history, right? Um, you're yeah, you're, you're collecting. So I guess pieces my thing is, histories. yeah. Do you think that the market is going to stay steady? Like this is going to be a normal thing, or do you think? that this is something that's kind of a bit of a product because it really kind of popped up and emerged during the pandemic. And do you think it'll maybe die so down a bit and go away? It, I don't say that. I won't say that it emerged during the pandemic. I would say that like it's, it's it been very there for a while, but yeah, it, it definitely like prices, like values, like jumped during the pandemic. I think a lot of it was because yeah. people had, like needed something to do. Record auctions. Right? Yeah. And you had like record auctions and, the whole like uh, people were gobbling up originals and stuff yeah. like that, which there was always, like you said, a market for that, but it just got real popular. I'm just curious. Is I think it's it going to or is it's, it going to plateau? I don't, I don't think it, I think it's plateaued a little bit. Um, but I, yeah. I honestly don't ever see it dying. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where like the, the, the value on those have, They've never really dropped. They've stabilized, right? They they might have dropped like a little bit, but never like not like a not like a a a a, a crypto or an NFT type thing where like oh this is hot get right. it now and now it's fucking worthless, right? Um, right, and I'd say that's because one, like you said, it's something that is 
it's, it's a tangible landmark it's, piece of it's a piece of history well, right it's tangible it's also a piece of history right yeah, yeah, yeah. you're you're getting you know yeah. you you buy a first appearance of Rachel Ghoul like that's a piece of history right and then um or you pop buy like a history pop culture yeah, pop culture history yeah. is history you know what i mean and uh you yeah. know a, like a superman one you know that's history you know uh shit oh. the library of congress has the largest comic book collection of like collector high end comics um do they is that for copyrights though probably but they've got like superman ones batman ones by amazing fantasy 15 like they've got all of those yeah. originals there um so they have like one of the highest yeah. valued collections which is just kind of crazy to think about right um but well yeah, I, I mean think, i told you about how what i oh go ahead sorry oh i was just gonna say just to kind of finish up uh i think that there's room for both uh, both like, you know, comics need to be read versus the collector's market because, you know, I think that that's, you know, I think you get those mid and lower end books that like is cool to read. I don't think anybody should be reading an amazing fan, an original Amazing Fantasy 15, right? The first appearance of Spider-Man. Like those books are just so valuable. Yeah. Um, and, and they've been reprinted. Why would you risk it? So ma- they've been reprinted so many times. Or like a Ninja Turtles yeah. one first printing. That book has been re- reprinted a hundred fucking times, right? So there's no reason yeah. to read that. But as long as you can still find a place to read them, um, as long as you're not just collect, if, as long as you're not like, oh, I need to, I need to collect this, um, but like I have no idea what's in it or what it's about. You know, I think there is right. like, eh, I, I I don't know. I'm not necessarily for that specific piece i think you should always like um at least at least find a copy of it to read somewhere if that makes sense definitely that's when when i and i think that's the value of like um you know these subscription services like marvel unlimited or like the dc unlimited where you can read go back and read all of those books right because they've got like all of those that historic X Men run, they're all they're all there. They're all on the Marvel app, you know. So you can just go through and read them, yeah. you know. Um, That's great. Yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah. I like that's cool, man. That's really cool. And all right, I've, I, do we have anything else we need to cover from uh, Emerald City, or is that about? I don't it? think so, man. I just you know I think overall I think it was just a, a oh wait. Really, we, there's one thing. Someone that we ran into somebody. He came to see us that we haven't seen in a very long time or heard from in a very long time. All right. Big big red came Friday. Oh, my, oh my God. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. Ugh. Big red showed up. He did. Full force. He did. It was, and it was he, actually. He didn't get it. He didn't. We didn't get a sound bite from him, which was unfortunate because, you know, he's not even big red anymore. He's like corporate red. And so, you know, he, corporate red, he kind of sold out a little bit. Um, I hope he's listening. Did you hear that big red? You sold out. He did. Corporate. He, he even had a button up shirt. Yes. Did it have a stain on it? Of course. Of course it but did. It I mean, we can't up. expect too nice. much. We can't expect too much from him. You know, that the slob yeah. that he is. Uh, hey, his shirt was tucked in. He was looking good. It was. He was looking this, good. Which makes me think even more that he sold out if his shirt was tucked in. But um, he had shaved. Yeah. All smiles. He had a haircut. I think he showered. His hair wasn't all. Yeah. 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 Smelled good. Well, 
as good as he can smell. As good as his he hair can smell. wasn't all the way down to his ass, you know. Yeah, he shaved crazy. the mullet, which was unfortunate, but you know. Yeah, sad to see it go. Yeah, but hey, man, you can't always be a wild stallion just running, running wild across the desert plains. That's you know, right. man, you, know? you just can't. Sometimes you gotta saddle up that bronco and mm-hmm. hunker down in that mm-hmm. cubicle and pay them bill <laughs> that's right trust me that's that is correct um but yeah no it was it was uh it was good to see good to see big red that was uh that was, yeah. a pre- that was pretty neat he took us to a badass place it was like a cuban, cuban sandwich joint, place right? oh my god yeah i had yeah. this pork sandwich that was incredible the pickled jalapenos on it like get the fuck oh. out of here man it was good and the like marinated onions were oh just yeah insane yeah it was it was real good. The fry game was pretty weak, but uh, the sandwiches were on point, which is what matters. Yeah, what, we got there was something else. We got fries and something else. Chips and it. chips and dip, chips and salsa. Oh, that's right. They were yeah, right. it wasn't bad. I mean, it's simple. The, the, but it was, yeah, the the, the 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 winner was the sandwich, which is what we all went there for. So, yeah, it was good. It was a good time. Um, all right, why don't we uh, take a little break and then uh, get into what we're reading, unless you got anything else you want to cover on Emerald City Comic Con. Other than it was a great weekend, uh, and I'm and I'm glad I was glad we got to go, and uh, I hope we get to go again. And uh, yeah, let's take a break. Check one two. All right, back We're from back. back from the little breaky boo. Yeah, yes. All right, I know you picked up some books. What have you been reading? Uh, two things. Two things. So let's start with what I talked about at uh, you know what I picked up from uh, Emerald City the uh, the raid anthologies. Um, and so uh, this is Raid One, the first volume. So I'm about I'm about halfway mm-hmm. through it right now, and uh, dude, it's really great. Um, you know the 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 all of the different short stories. They're like around uh, eight nine page eight nine page short stories. Some of them some of them ten, but uh, all of the oh, it's all been so great, man. So like so far out of this though. They've all been great. My mm-hmm. first one, I'm like five stories deep, but the first one that I really it was the first story that you read it in. It's called Peaceful. So it's uh, okay. written by uh, the so story by Marcus Toe and Anthony Falcone. And then uh, Anthony. Oh, Anthony Falcone. I know who he is. Yeah, he's so, good. So then he wrote the story, and Marcus Toe uh, did the art lettered by Darren Bennett. It's black and white. Um, okay. And it's called uh, it's called Peaceful. So it's about uh, looks like looks like Japan. Um, uh, it's like an ancient village that hasn't seen war in a thousand years uh, because the legend has it that like a dragon uh, dragon protects them. And everybody in there, everybody in the town is great, except for one soldier who everybody kind of treats like shit because he's a drunk and he just kind of wanders around because he was once a great warrior, um, but he is no longer. And, you know, he's no purpose. It, well, 
but as we come to find out as we go as we go through the story there is no dragon like the the warrior that protects them is this warrior without a purpose and so it kind of mm. ends with him uh you know walking away getting you know getting battle ready to uh to defend the village again the village that's never seen war and i think that that i don't know if i don't know if that's the guys in i don't know if the guys who wrote this uh like ever served in the military or maybe they knew people who served in the military but like i found like a really great connection in that um yeah you know because to me you know it kind of shows you know a lot of uh a lot of guys and gals who come home you know they don't they don't have that purpose and uh you know people don't necessarily treat them good but when it's time to fight you know you don't see them anywhere because they're out on the battlefield ready ready to protect the village right and so I just and isn't that kind of the American paradox too? Like 100%. America sits strategically like on planet Earth in such a place where like it would take a lot for war to actually be at our doorstep. Like American wars always happen right in other countries, right? So yeah, it's a uh, it's very interesting. Yeah, and then you know there's some other some other monster stuff it's all it's all sci-fi based like all sci-fi and fantasy based um okay i i, I just like if if you're able to go online and order these i would uh i, I would just so are you talking to me it. or the the re- the listeners every anybody any and all i think that these i think that these anthologies and and like you said before i've never really been an anthology guy and uh yeah this really, this really has kind of changed the game for me on that, you know. Um, wow! I might be looking All for right. anthologies, but like I got four volumes of this, and I'm I plan on sitting down and reading through all of them. Um, I hope so. so. How how deep are you? In the, how many stories you've read through in this one? I'll tell you, I have read. Let's see. Let me let me find the chapters that have all the different stories. So. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've read seven of them so far, so I'm like, oh, wow. I'm I'm halfway through. Wow! But the first one has been my favorite. The, yeah, the uh, out of four volumes. Yeah, yeah but uh, um, I'm Were halfway through volume ones, one. Did any of the other ones elicit any kind of emotional reaction like that one did? Um, not quite like this one. Like. And and I I thought all of them were like really really co- very good, um like yeah. I haven't I haven't read one yet because normally sometimes when you read anthologies you're like this one's fantastic and this one eh, I'm not really loving this one I haven't had one that I there hasn't been one yet that I didn't like right okay um, cool. but but that very f- cool but that first one just really like I was like wow this is fantastic. It was a good, uh, good one to open up. It was totally. a good opening act. Totally, yeah, just just, yeah. A, just an incredible opening act. And uh, uh, the the second thing I read, uh, well, today uh, I had the opportunity because we had Eric Troutman on our our last episode, and he was talking about his new book, The Forged, and how they were doing a they were doing a signing at Gabby's uh, Olympic Cars and Comics. It dropped today, right? Didn't it come out today? It did, and today was the signing. So I drove over oh, to. Wow the best comic shop in the Pacific Northwest <laughs> shout out to Gabby's Olympic cars and comics. Um, and uh, I got, I, I got, uh, you know, uh, Eric Troutman was there, Greg Rucka, Mike Henderson. Uh, so, 
Wow. Uh, they were they were all there, and I got I picked up issue one of the Forged, and uh, they all signed oh, it for cool. me. And uh, I really I really enjoyed the story, man. Um, I love first first and foremost, I want to comment on the. Uh, uh, just the design of the book. It's oversized magazine, which I love. I love an oversized magazine, man. It just uh, over oversized, oversized. And, um, you know, I think they're about uh, how many pages was this? Like 60 page. So if the first issue is like 60 pages. Oh. So you're getting like three so comics it, in one. So does it have like a spine and everything? Like it's like a little graphic novel, like a graphic novel. No, it's folded like a comic. Oh. There's not a spine on it, but uh, it was cool, Jesus. man. It was it was really cool. Uh, I I love the premise of uh, you know some bat premise. I've heard it both ways. Uh, of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the way I'm saying it is right. I don't care. <laughs> uh, the premise. I love the premise. Of you know just badass badass soldiers getting it going in on a mission where things might not be quite what they seem. That's just that's such a great yeah. um, great opener for a story, right? And uh, God, you know that reminds me of another story that I've. Uh, it does, doesn't God, it? What is it called? What is it called? Oh, uh, ooh, I'll think of it of later. Tongue. I'll think of it later. Tip of my tongue, but uh, it, it really sets up. It, it gives me like. Um, military vibes it gives me sci-fi fantasy vibes with like um yeah you know there's definitely there's definitely it's a sci-fi book right so it takes place in yeah. a different galaxy a hundred thousand years in the future or or however long that might be where and then it gives you that fantasy that fantasy aspect too where like there's a there's an empress and there's they're all clones and then they've got like some sort of like there's like seems like magic powers or psych you know like psychic abilities in there so it gives you that fantasy element um cool and then it gives you that good good action element as well so it's like it's like a blending of all of my favorite things that i like right the sci-fi yeah the mech suits so it's got some warhammer vibes some expanse vibes and then um you know i i i'm I've always I've always been a fan of uh of Greg Rucka um of you know I mean he's 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 written some bangers with uh you know uh the old ones um Gotham Central and Lazarus Gotham Central is like my favorite one of my favorite things but uh and you know it, and and Mike Henderson does a really good job uh with the art I think you know all the characters look great the designs are really really cool from like the ship designs to the to the mech mech designs i'm not really going to talk about the story and what happens because this book just dropped today and i want folks to go out and actually and actually pick it up um you know it's it's six nine it's 5.99 so it's a six dollar comic book so it's a little it's it's a couple bucks more but you're also getting essentially three issues of like a marvel or dc comic in one in a magazine size uh print um that's actually a good price because for you said six ninety nine and it's sixty pages five ninety nine yeah so it's only a dollar more than like a standard cover price comic book but it's oversized and it's well, you said sixty pages I mean I, I shit, think man, somewhere around huge. it's around sixty pages yeah yeah fifty fifty sixty like, pages something like that like it's dude that's it's a good it's deal thick, man. man like yeah. 
that's a really that's a really good deal. Yeah, like that's really because you figure, um, what was it? Oh, what was the um, what was the kaiju book that came out that was double sized? Ultra, Ultra Mega. Ultra Mega, yeah, that was like I think like eight ninety nine a kish, a copy, and that each issue was like forty pages. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it, I mean, like that's and it was like I think standard size, so that's yep. really awesome that yeah. you're getting that much like yeah. comic. Yeah, that cheap. Plus, you know, um, wow. and and Eric Troutman, he's such a co- such a cool dude. He's a, he's a he's a a great writer. Um, been in the industry, yeah. not just not just comics. He's written novels. Like if you listen to our last episode, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's a great interview. Um, great interview with him. But uh, yeah, it just gets me got me excited for the book and you know the opportunity. I think it's always great when you have the opportunity to like meet the creators um, at the same time as getting the book too. So uh, yeah, it was super fun, man. I had a great, it was a great time uh, at the shop for the signing. And then uh, the book, the book didn't disappoint me in any way, shape or form. Uh, You know, go pick it up. The art's great. The story, all of the designs are super cool. There's only been one time where meeting the creator while buying the book did not enhance the the purchase. Oh, is this a story? Do you have life. a story to tell? Uh, I can't, but I don't want to say who it is. Like he's kind of beloved in the industry. He's been around for a long time. Like I don't know him or anything. Yeah. I just every time everybody always told me how great he was, and every time I would go to go meet this gentleman and buy one of his books because I loved some of his series, and I love like especially his like creator own stuff is so great. Um, he was always just real surly okay and not in in the mood to like talk one time he was like just he was literally puking in a trash can oh my god i had to talk to i think it was his wife yeah he had too much to drink the night before yeah and it was just one of those she was like i'm sorry he'll i'll I'll say the books but i don't think he's uh, and he was like and another the other time i saw him instead of puking he was like face down on the table and the last time I saw him, he just wasn't really in a mood to talk. He was just kind of like, oh, hey. so I don't know. Um, and at, when I was young in the industry, he was like one of my, I don't want to say heroes, but just like one of the guys that like, I look like, oh, this is the guy who I'm going to follow in their footsteps. And all my interactions with him, like everybody be like, oh, I just met him. He's so great. And for some reason, it was just this weird curse. Like anytime I w- came walking up, he was <laughs> you literally just like caught him at the pissed. wrong time every single time. Four times in a row over wow. the span of 10 years. Wow. Yeah. So I'd see him like every other year and every other year he'd be just like either puking or surly and not wanting to talk to anybody or face down at his table, passed out. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to say who what it is. That's fine. It's, it's, I think it's funnier that way anyway. I think it is too. <laughs> yeah. Super famous comic book guy, just like face down on his original I, art. I hope yeah. somebody knows who it is. I hope somebody was like, oh, I know who that is. But, uh, uh probably some people from my, from my life, if they're listening, I doubt they are, but if they are, they'll, they'll know who it is. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the forged man, image comics dropped, March 15th, as we record today, is the day it dropped. I hope it does well because I think it's got uh, it's got a lot of potential in that story, man. Like, there's a lot of even in even in the issue one, like they set up a lot of really cool stuff that uh, you know 
uh, yeah. you, know, the, the, you know, always the thing with books is, you know, it all goes on how it sells and I hope it sells good because I want to keep reading the story, you know, so I want folks to go and buy it. So it's selfish. Do it for me. Nice. Do it for me. Do it for wow. Terry Dotson's favorite comic book podcast. Um, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, can I go now? Yeah. What did, what did you read? God. Okay, well, you know, I've been like this last couple of years kind of kicking it in the indies. Yeah, yeah. Having some fun, doing some creator. Girls just want to have fun, stuff. man. Yeah, let's do it. What do you got? That's right. That's right. Just indie girl summer over here. That's right. Uh, so, uh, uh, Short Box and um, whatchamacallit, what are they called? I can't even na- remember the name. Uh, the name. What was the other name? I have the card the right here. I'm trying to I'm trying to find it. Wow, we sound terrible right now. Terrible. Terrible. What was the name of the goddamn I don't publisher? remember. I don't remember. I got the card. Right, one second. God, can you guys believe can you believe this guy? Ugh. I know that I didn't know it either, but I also wasn't talking about the books that I, I think it's Bulgahan Press. Bulgahan Press. Bulligan. So Bulligan. Bulligan. Bulligan Press. That's right. Thank you, Bulgahan. Jesus Christ. Wow. Bulgahan Press and well, they're ne- uh, they're never going to sponsor the show now. So I don't think they had planned on it to begin with. Maybe. Well, now they definitely. Uh, aren't. Anyways, they were they were tabling together. Yeah, uh, which was kind of weird. Um, I love both both out like outfits. Like the stuff that they do is always so unique and interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, so I picked up a book from both of them, and it was weird at Emerald City. They had. Uh, stuck them way way out in the corner like they did they have some type of policy where they didn't want publishers in artist alley but right. then they didn't want to stick them down on the main floor and give them booths so they stuck them in a little booth off the court like you didn't even know they were there they were you know way off way 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 um out of the like r- literally tucked in a corner so you wouldn't find them essentially yeah, yeah. and um I think I didn't even figure out they were there until like Sunday, right? And anyway, so I got um, – I'm a big James Stokoe fan. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I've i always wanted to read – he did this uh, short called Sobek, and it's about this African crocodile god on the Nile. Okay. And his worshipers show up. It's interesting because the worshipers show up and they, you know, they've got like their – their priest, their high priest. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, Sobek, you know, a great, great darkness has befell their city. So it's basically you when you introduce me on the podcast, essentially is what you're saying. Yeah. And then Sobek, the voice of this giant crocodile God is like, Hey guys. Yeah. I'll take care of it. Like he's real basic in his vocabulary, so it's just like you, just, just like real me. Real basic yeah. in his vocabulary. Yeah, I, I can't say premise; yeah. I say premise. Yeah, yeah. or it's the other no, way you around. Say premise, <laughs> and you don't say it correctly. Exactly. Yeah, because I said I've heard it both ways. Anyways, continue. Yeah, both the dumb way and the the right way. Well, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so you'd love the book. It's James Stokoe. Like the art's amazing. Yeah, but it's got like so it's like. It's got this fun flair to it, right? Like it's got this like uh, prehistory, like ancient civilization vibe. But then you've got the the gods are all really kind of like goofy. So he travels all the way, you know, through down the Nile to his you know temple, 
and it's this like uh oh it's like this i don't know what he'd call but like in egypt you know in the, uh kind of looked like osiris i think it was osiris is he the dog sure i have no idea in, anyways you look like uh you know an egyptian the the dog character the tall black dog yeah. um I, i'm blanking on what it's called god anyways so he's like invaded, you know, Sobek's temple okay. and they have this like kind of like funny fight where Sobek's kind of getting his ass kicked. Right. He's just taking it. Oh, it's definitely not me then. Ba- so he's wait, wait for it, though. He gets buried. He lets uh, he lets this uh, this other, this other god like beat on him and stuff. And while the other gods like this evil god's thinking he's one, he's gloating, standing over Sobek. So makes a fucking giant ass Nile crocodile, like you know, that's like a thousand feet long or something huge. Right. He goes, he goes, nip, and grabs him by the ankle, and he goes, "Sorry, bro, I'm gonna have to death roll you now." And it's three pages of him just death rolling this <laughs> other god down into the river, but it takes out the entire city. And so the whole punchline of this like thirty page book yeah. is like. The- the high priestess and the followers are like, thank you, Sobek. You've saved us from the great evil. And he's like, no problem, guys. Anytime. And then meanwhile, behind him, the entire city is just fucking destroyed. <laughs> just laid waste. There's nothing left. And then he just swims back off to like, goes, it's a hilarious book. That's it's, awesome. It's a comedy, but it's, it's so great, man. Like I was so, I was like, oh, this is like the best 10 bucks I spent at the con. It was really worth it. And then, um, the second book I got uh, from Bulligan was uh, our old buddy Jesse Lonergan. Uh, he did. We we even reviewed this, or not reviewed it, but we kind of pumped it up last. Yeah, time he was when on it was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does this little zine called Faster. I think it's about. I don't know. It's like it looks like it's about forty pages or so. Um, but it's about a race car driver. Yeah, and I mean, it's just one of those. It's so great. Uh, that was the name of the movie of a movie like, starring The Rock faster, where he's in a car. Why is The Rock in a car? <laughs> I don't know, but he was. Anyways, continue. It's so random and weird. But, um, you know, with Jesse's, like, interesting layouts and stuff, he really captures the whole, like, uh, the basically, like, as they're going around the track. Oh, I bet. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's oh, a. That's I mean, so the, cool. The listeners can't. Yeah. But yeah, he does these interesting things so that you can see the trajectories of each individual racer and who's in the lead and who's in, who's who's coming up, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just it was just really great. And, and then he did some really I don't know what the printing process was, but the color choices were were really um, really he took a real minimal approach, but it's got like I don't know if they did a risograph or what. But there's like hints of green and blue even in the inks, and I don't know. It's just um, it's you know, it's just a really cool, interesting, interesting. So like, if you told me to buy a book about race car drivers, I'd be like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. The only book I've ever bought about race car drivers is Rod Racer by Toby Cypress. But this kind of fits into that vibe. Like, it's really interesting and really entertaining and the characters are all cool and that's and his specialty man just- that that's jesse's specialty man is is just doing really interesting things with layouts and um yeah you know finding finding new ways comp- to like you know that the eye traces the story you know that's 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 such up his yeah, alley he, 
Yeah, he, he has a really great way of like reinventing the traditional uh, comic page composition. Yeah. Um, and he can make things that would be really hard to tell in a story or might even come off boring seem really interesting and exciting where, you know, like cars on a track until there's like an explosion or something climactic happens. Right. It's just cars going around a track. Right. And you think like, Oh, listen, my dad just rolled over in his ashes because we didn't bury him. But, uh, that man videotaped every NASCAR race. Really? Every fucking like i shit you not like when we were going through his like after he died like he had a box of vhs taped over nascar races with just like you know how you label them and you write which race it was like a half yeah. an inch thick of like tape of like <laughs> uh you know i could just see it now you you pull it out and it's like little bry's third birthday and then a sharpie crosses out and it's like nascar race daytona 1985 five, day, eight, 1987 daytona 500 yeah yeah that's exactly yeah. what yeah. it was yeah. yeah sorry little bry <laughs> that's right that's all right that's all right um but yeah no it was it was really good um it was really exciting it was a good book oh the, and so i yeah i wanted to keep it indie yeah for this uh for this little uh i guess recording because that was what I was on the hunt for mostly at for the time sure. was. And to my chagrin, there weren't as many. I didn't see a lot of zines. There wasn't a ton of zines. There weren't, no. there weren't a lot of indie comics. It's a big print con. A lot of prints. That's Emerald um, City. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I did get a few art books um, from creators. Like I got uh, Mateo Scalera's new oh, yeah, art book. Was uh, so good. Gray. So good. Yeah. Yeah, and by Fifty Shades of Grey, it's he just means he, he uses he's a black and white medium most of the time, yeah. and yeah, and it was just all of his ink wash illustrations, like commissions and some covers, I think. Yeah, and it was oh, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. just fucking awesome. And then I and then I got a couple other books, but we'll post those all in the show notes. I figure we could we'll post our hauls. Down yeah, there. So, yeah. Hey, Substack people, subscribe. Come check it out. Look yeah, at, look at all of our crap we got. Wow, are you are you taking us home right now? Because that's what it feels like. Do you want to? No. Do you want the honors? Gonna... Not really. You're so good at it, Brian. Oh, thank you. You know, Terry Dawson thinks so. So, uh, yeah. I mean, come on. I opened it up with that just killer, killer that, that story. We'll see, we'll see what we heard too of it. Yeah, that's true. I think it came through. You know what? I'll, if it doesn't, I'll cut it up and make it work. It's all right. The magic. <laughs> the magic behind the the magic, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the the magic, magic behind the magic. That's right. Wow. That's right. That's what I do. You're the magic man. You know what? Uh, I am the magic man. And uh, if you want to support the magic man and the show that we produce, all you got to do is head to our substack, bluetigerrevenge.substack.com. And uh, subscribe, free subscription. You get an email every single time we post a new episode, every time we post a new page of Operation Blue, which, let me tell you, I saw the newest page that's that's uh, that's coming. and uh, Coming in hot. Coming in hot, and it's awesome. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's where you can go to find everything. Um, if you're interested in any of the books that we read, we got links to everything, pictures of everything that's going to be on the Substack. So it's it's really not just a, a place where we post episodes. I mean, we do write ups, we post photos. There's even, if you download the Substack app, there's a chat function where you can connect with us. 
Uh, that'd be really great. Uh, if you follow us on, if you don't follow us on Instagram, blue at blue tiger revenge, um, we post, uh, intermediately on there, but whenever we do, it's, uh, it's, it's fire, you know, that's how we roll. Um, let's see what else I think that is all I have. Tad, do you have anything else? I do. I do. Uh, Folks, listeners, Tiger Cubs, everyone, the the blue crew who's ready to continue the revenge. I don't know. I will be launching a Patreon here in the next month. So follow me on Instagram. That's where I'll probably be posting the most about anything. Twitter's fine, too. I occasionally will dabble. Yep. Facebook probably not so much and and of course uh, we'll be we'll be talking about it here too on on the show as well that's right but it's for a cup of coffee i'm going to be laying not only process of operation blue but i'm also going to be launching my own story just for you just for me nobody else can, can you give them going to be weird it's going to be wild can you give them some mm-hmm. hints of, of 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 what they can expect on the patreon any stories that you're ready yeah. to that you can like that so, you can what can you announce here right now on the spot break it down wow jesus okay so the first story that's going to be going uh on there besides the processes process pages of operation blue um i will be throwing a a a long term like i guess a creator own graphic novel that i'll be launching through there called taiga okay and it's basically the world, whether we want to admit it or not, is warming. I don't care what anybody says. It's the evidence is there. The, the, whoa, whoa, the ice whoa. sheets are receding. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean. Yeah, the ice sheets are receding. And we don't know what's coming out of the earth. And an ancient being is basically awakens. And is able to, I will just say, rise once more and walk the earth. Ooh. And I can't tell you. And if you want to know what's going to happen, you're just going to have to tune in. All for the price of a cup of coffee. That's right, folks. I'm going to keep it cheap. Nice and cheap. Cheap, 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 cheap. Because I believe that comics should be cheap and also accessible for everybody. So, yeah. Uh, come. Check it out. It, that will be the first story. The second the second project that will launch on there, if Tyga is successful to pique the, the people's interest, and I hope it does, it's going to be vastly different than anything you've ever seen from me. Um, but then I will be launching a sequel to Cretaceous on there as there well. There it is. That's um, what I was waiting for. That's what people really want. That's what people really want, I know. But this, I got to get Tyga out. It's my a passion project I've been picking at for yeah. pretty much all during the pandemic. Um. Yeah, and then we'll uh, we'll be launching Cretaceous two hopefully this summer. Uh, that is being written as we speak. Um, yes, South of Hell. So get ready. That's the title, Cretaceous South of Hell, coming just from me. And this time it's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. The dinosaurs are better. Just everything is better. I've got no corporate overlords telling me what I can and can't do. So is the book going to be oversized? You bet your sweet fucking ass it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, bring your bring your kids. It'll be educational too. We're gonna the field guide is so much more. Not just a little field guide in the back. We're gonna have stuff sprinkled in 
throughout the book. It's going to be mostly silent, but there will be, uh, you know, there'll be some introductions that will be written by yours truly. So, uh, yeah, look for that. Like I said, it's still a little ways out. We've got still a few weeks before it uh, it goes live. But once it does, yep. it's going to be hot. We'll, it's going to be fresh. We'll be sending the announcements. Everyone's going to know. Um Ancient gods are going to be slaughtering people, you know. That's right. You know, nature's fighting back, and then it's going to be dinosaurs slaughtering each other in just a, in I don't know what you'd call. I it. hear a lot of slaughter. Is, a lot of slaughter is coming. A lot of slaughter. A lot of. I slutter. said slaughter. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> slaughter. Jesus! Oh, wow. It's like, I don't know what slutter is, but I like it. Uh, yeah, man, I'll be dropping some ink. Everything's old school, too. So I'll probably be, um, yeah, well, I'll probably be selling, like, this. I'll probably be selling some originals and all that kind of stuff later as things go. There's a whole business plan behind it. I don't really want to get into the details. Yeah, yeah, it's boring. Yeah. Everybody just cares about the comics. That's all you want. That's just right. Just the comics. That's right. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe as a, maybe mm-hmm. as a Patreon tier... For folks who mm. want to start their own Patreon, maybe there'll be a special. Maybe the maybe maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a Patreon conversation, a Blue Tiger special. Are you going to inter? You want to interview me about about Patreon? Maybe as I, I figure w- it out. Maybe I will. I kind of like that. That yeah. could be kind of fun. Yeah. 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 But really, the 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 primary focus right now is we got to get Operation Blue done. It's been in the works for so long. We just rewrote the entire script. We're already like eight pages, ten pages in. It's, it's time to bring it, it and, home. And we got to finish it up. The people want it. The people demand it. Um, yeah, it's gonna make a yeah. big splash. Big splash. It's gonna. I think you know what? It's gonna take the industry by storm. Wow! Oh man! <laughs> now, wow! Well, I've heard this. Uh, I, I've heard this sales pitch before. It's I'm just gonna. I want to do something the industry's never seen before, and then they do something that everyone's the industry seen, has seen a thousand, thousand times, times, and that's okay. It's, I never said I'm gonna yeah. do something. They, they, I'm just saying we're gonna take them by storm. I'm take them by storm. Yep, might be like like the like it'll be like storming Area 51. That's it'll what it'll, it'll, be. it'll be, be like the gorilla in the church camp. Which you know, stick around long enough, folks, and you'll be able to see that whole scene play out in Operation <laughs> Blue. Um, it's true. Tad, if that's all you have, I know that's all that I have. What time is it? Hit the music. Hit the music. 